Hey, I'm AJ, and you're listening to the 102.5 WIKD LP, Daytona Beach. I am here at the Vanguard, not live, unfortunately, but I'm here at the Vanguard with a very special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hey, this is Marion. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. So, very first question I wanted to ask very quickly. And what were you listening to on your way here from Miami? Oh, that's a great question. I... Usually when, when I feel like I'm um, happy and inspired and focused, I listen to music. But if I feel too tired and I feel like I'm not emotionally available enough, like music is too important. I don't casually put it in the background. So I listen to, um, I don't know, some podcast I had like saved or something. Uh, I did listen to a little bit of music actually now that I remember. Let me see what I was listening to. Um, some uh, George Clinton. Uh, some Stevie Wonder, as always, uh, Fleetwood Mac, and Ice Spice. That was my Ooh, Ice Spice. Uh, yeah, a, a bizarre mix of music. But it any was specific songs you really? Uh, yeah, um, I like the new. Actually, I was listening to Slide by uh, George um, George Clinton. I was listening to uh, uh, Talking Book, the Stevie Wonder album. I think I fell asleep to it, and then uh, and then Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, which strangely I had never listened to that album in full before Ooh. and it's a banger it's so good it's such a great album and then um and then uh with uh i spice i was listening to uh uh the the song with pink pinterest like the big the big uh, song so you're here as part of a dj set tour you've been doing a few dj sets these past few weekends and you have a yeah. few more coming up and do you have any interesting or funny stories from the tour so far yeah, I mean, it's those are what we call like fly-in dates where I, you know, I'm I'm home working, doing other things, and then I just take the flight day off show. So it doesn't feel like a tour, like when we do a production run with a bus, you know, and you live in a bus for several weeks at a time. So they feel like little dreams, you know. It feels like suddenly I'm like plucked out of my house and 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 thrown on stage, and it it it's like it's magical little like, um um uh, um you know, runs of adrenaline. Um, I don't have like anecdotes off the top of my head to be honest. I wish I had a good story for you. Um. Damn. Yeah, I'm blanking. That sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. But um, I've been following these DJ sets, and I've noticed that you've been playing out a few new songs. And what's kind of been your process about around these musics you've been making for the club? Yeah, so I... Music is... I, I like creating all kinds of stuff, and, and but music is really unique in that I think it takes me... It's weirdly... I feel like music is the thing I'm, I'm most competent at, and that I care about the most but it's also the thing that makes me the most nervous and so sometimes I get scared and I don't write music and so I trick myself into writing real music again by doing something a little bit easier something like casual and one of the like easier more casual thing for me to produce is like like club ready music like dance music um, it's more because that's where I came from something I'm more used to doing and, and, and so it feels a little bit safer and less challenging um, and so sometimes uh, it's really fun to just, you know, spend a couple of hours making something, knowing that it doesn't need to be a grand statement. It can just be something fun that I can play out for a few weeks, you know, um, at these shows. And and it feels almost like going to the gym. Not, not, not that that's something I necessarily do very much at all. But like, I, I assume that's what it feels like. It's, like. it's like training a muscle, you know, a production muscle. And then usually I, I do a couple of these and then I get the confidence back to make like more um, meaningful music to me. Like that's, that's more... Um, you know, uh, uh, daring or more emotional, or but uh, and but it's it's super fun. I really enjoy uh, the both the 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 creative and technical challenge of making like music specifically for that. But but uh, but the important songs in the DJ sets are definitely the the real music, like from the albums. You know, this is yeah. just like little bonus moments. Yeah. So, what's one song you're really excited to play tonight? Um, 
usually whatever I added to my library last is always the most fun to play. Um, let me think. What have I been doing lately that's fun? I like it when it's a bit of a complex transition. Like lately I've been doing, um, playing Mr. Blue Sky by Chillout Orchestra mixed with the Sebastian remix of What a Wonderful World. And I'm still trying to figure out the best way to do that transition. So every time I get to do it, I have a new, I can, I have a new, you know, chance to figure it out. So I like that. So you're obviously a touring musician. You do a lot of shows both back home here in the West Coast as well as here over on the East Coast. But I've been wondering, what's your favorite concert you went to last year? Um, I really... What did I see? Last year, I went... To, or was it this year? I forgot. It might have been last year. I went to see The Weeknd at SoFi. Uh, and then, but my favorite was the 1975 uh, at the Forum. Um, that was a really, really strong show. I had, a, I had a blast at that. That was probably my highlight. I'm actually a pretty big fan of like larger shows, like arena size. Um, intimate shows are cool too, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's something kind of magical that happens when there's like ambition and scale and scope. And arena size is my favorite. Stadium is too big, but like arena size as an audience member is, is actually kind of my favorite. So I felt like that was a the perfect arena show because it was still human, but it was, it 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 you know it it articulated ideas and it it was intriguing and, and ambitious. So that that's probably the one that I remember the most. These past few years have been kind of insane for music with a lot of really cool projects coming out. But I wanted to know what's an album or a project you're really excited that's going to come out this year. Um, let's see. I would say maybe... who's Well, the, the reissue of Random Access Memories with some bonus stuff, I think it's going to be really meaningful to me. So that's probably going to top it. I know it's not technically a new album, but yeah, I'm pretty... Pretty pumped for that. Um, I think some of the albums I was looking for just came out, like those Skrillex records and things like that. So um, I'm trying to think. Um, I think. I mean, you wait, have who? the Ktronime. Oh yeah, that okay, really, that's that's yeah. the perfect. Thanks for feeding me the correct answer because I knew there was something that I was supposed to say. That I'm like, oh, and that just slipped my mind. I, if you're listening to this, by the way, this is my third show in 24 hours. So I'm in three different cities, so I'm extremely exhausted and a little delirious, so my brain is functioning at very limited capacity. So thank you for providing me with the questions and answer. I need it. Yeah, uh, and kind of on the same vein, of the albums and singles that have released so far this year, what's so far been your favorite? Um, I really, really loved... Uh, I love that... Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm excited for the new Japanese house album as well. Like, Ooh. I love I love the Boyhood, the, the first single. Yeah, that single's so really that, nice. That, so that's, I thought it was really strong. Um, so that's definitely a highlight. I'm kind of... I'm not keeping track of what's, what's 2023. Um, yeah, those Skrillex records. Um... Who else? I'm looking at my uh, Spotify right now, just kind of scrolling through, seeing like if I'm if I'm trying to if I'm remembering something. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's a lot of albums that are like good, but I'm like, oh, do they deserve like for me to necessarily like shut them out? Like, do like it's it's different. Like there's certain albums where I'm like, I'm loving it right now, but will I will I love it as much in five years? I'm not sure, you know. And I love when an album comes out and I know I'm going to care about it for a long time. So um, I, I can I think there's a few contenders, but yeah, I'm going to wait for more albums to, to release before I, I commit my uh, choices. In the past, in previous interviews, you've talked a lot about the Beatles and how important they've been to you personally. Yeah. How, what made you initially fall in love with the Beatles and their music? 
Um, wow. I think what I just, oh, I'd always heard about the Beatles and I saw, I think a lot of my mu- early music taste was kind of informed because my, my parents did not listen to a ton of music. It's not really something that we shared very much when I was growing up. So my exposure to music was kind of limited to like what was on the radio and what I saw on TV. And so whenever there was a music documentary, I would be very intrigued. And, you know, not a lot of artists are kind of big enough to have like TV segments about them. And um, uh, Daft Punk was one of them. And then, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, the Beatles, like all those mega, mega stars um, would have them. And, and I think seeing those things always like left a big impression. And so I, I think I remember, oh, you know what? Actually, it was the passing of George Harrison in 2001. Uh, there were a lot of talks about the Beatles. So as a child, I remember seeing those things and, you know, they would recount Beatlemania and stuff. And I planted a seed in my head. And so when I grew a little bit older in like middle school, I started thinking, hey, I wonder what the fuss was about. Let's check out that music. Let's see if it was really worthy of all this excitement back in the 60s. And turns out it was. It very much was. It's incredible music. So recently in the past few months, we've had kind of the death of two incredible Japanese artists. Yeah. Leiji Matsumoto and Ruichi Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the, their annou- the announcement of their deaths, you've posted some tweets about uh, how they influenced your life early on. Yeah. But how has their work continued to inspire you and kind of influence you today? I, it's cr- like with, with, uh, with uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto specifically, like I, I felt like I was still getting into it. I was like, I felt like I still had, there was a lifetime to, to, to unpack um, his contribution. And, um, and, and so right now I'm like diving deep into his, the visual side of his work. Like they, they like, Yellow Magic Orchestra and his like solo music has some like incredible artworks, incredible style, so incredible personal style, incredible cool photo shoots, incredible like all of the visual dimension of his projects is really like resonating with me right now. So that's what I'm digging into as well um, in in remembrance and celebration. So um, so it's it's crazy, you know, a great artist, a you know magical endless source of inspiration even beyond the, the music itself, and and I think uh, um, he's one of them. So I've got two more questions. Um, so I'm bilingual. I speak both Spanish and English. Cool. So, and something I've noticed is that when I listen to music in Spanish, I don't really see a lot of it being discussed in America and uh-huh. in just the English-speaking music scene. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering what's a song you really enjoy in French that you haven't really seen people talk about here in America? Oh my God, so many. Um, I mean, lots of French rap, obviously. Uh, but also, I think, yeah, I mean, I love... Love Christine and the Queens, love Stromae. Um, uh, but do, those are artists that, that do resonate in the U.S. I think s- things that I think is exceptional that I don't think Nestle has a lot of uh, resonance in the U.S. is uh, this artist um, named uh, Mylène Farmer. She's a, she's a singer uh, from uh, they, who her career started in the 80s, but she's still huge. She just did an album produced by Woodkid recently that I thought was great. Um, my friend Regular actually did the artwork for that. So, like, she's still putting out really, like, good, relevant work to this day. Uh, but her, her historical discography is, is absolutely tremendous. And, um, and she made some of the most impressive music videos I've ever seen. She's, she's her... Yeah, so, so I think she's, she's always been a, a, an artist I, I, uh, I was inspired by um, um, ever since I was, you know... Um, I was a child. And so I think that, that that would come to mind as an artist that's, like, really meaningful to me. Then that probably... It's not as well known internationally because of the language barrier. So for my final question, I have a question that we as a radio station at Wicked, we ask every artist we got to interview both local and more bigger acts. Uh, if you were breakfast food, which one would you be? 
if I was like in terms of how what I what I relate to what I what I feel like embodies my energy, um, I think it would be, I would be a sunny side up egg. It's a good answer. Yeah, it's. I think it's because I'm like, I'm like full of yolky, joyful yellow energy in the center, and I'm oddly shaped. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why. Cool. So thank you, Marion. Thank you so much. I uh, hope you have a great show. Hopefully, let's let's try not to fall asleep. Yeah, and have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye bye. Night.